your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Mr. Sullivan, you here? I am indeed. All right, so let's get this uh, show on the road. Uh, Yeah. Did anybody think the Avalanche would play? I thought they played relatively very well for coming back after, was it, eight days off? The last show we did, the last locker room show we did, they weren't on the break. I think that happened the following day. So, um, but their last game was the day before. So, yeah, I think it was eight days before they played. I Was anybody thinking they would come out the same way they did the first COVID pause um, where it was? It took them a little while to get going. Um, but this game, this game right here, I don't know. I think they came out pretty well, which surprised me. Um, anybody really thought- think that they, that they did better than you expected them to do? Definitely. Um, I I think it was mainly just because this break was a little bit shorter than the last one. Right. I think the last one was like a 14, like it was a two week off and like they were hot coming off of this and they were only out for eight days. So that really didn't, I guess, affect, you know, because we have the depth to uh, have people step into the lineup and play well and pick sure. up right where we left off. So. Yeah, and and that's a good. Uh, we'll get to that too with Nico Rantanen being out and how, how they looked, um, but just overall, uh, how you thought they did, just kind of like what Devin was saying. Um, Kyle, how do you think they did overall today? Um, of course, I mean to be expected. It was a slow start coming out of the gate, um, but it, a new attitude us Avalanche fans have now is just wait till that second period, wait till that third period, um, <laughs> let them get going a little bit. And they were firing on all cylinders. Well, it was it took a while to get there. Still a little sloppy in spots, but I mean, Berkey was playing out of his mind tonight, and the team. I mean, we clinched. We're there, baby. Playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the the playoff spot uh, has been clinched. Um, Jared Bednar has his Avalanche coaching record. So things that should have happened, uh, you know, a few days ago just delayed the inevitable, and then they're finally here. They already put their uh, X's up on on Twitter. Oh, I need to do that. Oh, hurry up! Come on, <laughs> join I'll join the right on it. I'll get right on it. All right. Um, yeah, Robbie, what do you got? Anything? Man, I'm. This team is ready, man. I'm deep the whole way I'm ready to keep on going. I, I'm not. We have the Blues number. That's yeah. The uh, only loss for the Blues was the first game of the season. The only loss against the Blues. Yeah. No, Robbie, tell me what uh, you told me before Kyle got here. Oh, oh. Besides <laughs> that little weak one, I'm sold on Dubnik. He's sold on Dubnik, Kyle. Uh, well, it was great to have you on, Robbie. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> you don't have the capability to kick him out. I do. <laughs> and I will not do that, by the way, Robbie. <laughs> Kyle, still nothing? Still no love for the dub? 
no, that other goalie did fine tonight. Oh man, is that he is forever going to be <laughs> the village, right? Those we don't speak of. If anybody has seen the movie oh. The Village, he's three G <laughs> in a four G network. It'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, be three G until we get that cup, and I might call him by his first name. It's going to kill you. It's going to kill you when they show in super slow motion the guy hammering in his name on the Stanley Cup. It's a monkey paw situation. You can get a Stanley Cup, but you're going to have that other goalie be your goalie to get you there. Oh, that's so, that's so funny. Um, Alan, how, how'd your boy do today? I thought he did pretty well. Alan, you there? Yeah, I'm having connection issues. With All right. No problem. Um, so it, you know, it was mentioned, Nico Rantanen, not, not going to be at the any St. Louis game. So uh, Bone Byram off of the COVID list, but is also not traveling with them, and that's what we're kind of talking about. Like Devin even said it, <clears throat> we've talked about it many times on this show. The depth of this team is incredible, and. You you lose a guy like Miko Rantanen who's having a fantastic season. You could make an argument who the best player on the team is for this year. You could make an argument for probably four guys. He's definitely one of them. And they lose one of those guys, and you can just put in Burakovsky. And what do you have? Two goals tonight? Did he have any assists tonight? I don't know. I got to bring the stats up. But um, no, I don't think so. I don't think he had an assist. Right? No, two goals. But. No. You you he rewards you for filling in the Miko Rantanen spot. It's how how do you how do you beat this team? How do you beat this team four times in a playoff series? I don't I don't know how anybody. I mean, it's definitely possible. I don't want to say it's you know we're just gonna smooth sail to uh, a Stanley Cup victory, but you have to be pretty confident being an Avalanche fan right now. Right now, would you disagree with that? No, like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, Carl Soderberg. Did anybody happen to catch that deflection that almost went in? That he was standing right there in the slot. Um, uh, when was, was it? Late For... first period, early second period. Yeah, but Carl Soderberg. Um, I think he might be legitimate. I think it's great that he's come back. His positioning's been great. Um, his I little deflection, it didn't go in. I didn't like his, his, the, I think it was him. They had a, a odd man rush and he tried to do something a little too cute, got a little bit too close to Bennington and nothing came of it. Whatever. I, I mean, I know I'm nitpicking, but what's that? I think he tried to feed, feed the puck back across. I think he did. Yeah. And, and he left. just, he didn't give himself enough daylight between him and the goalie to do whatever he was trying to do. So and like I said, like I'm, I'm nitpicking and whatever it, it, it you know, it's That's, a fast game. So stuff like that happens. But I, I bring up the deflection because it's, it's a evidence to a plug and play confidence that the team has right now. They have some swagger and that goes to your who can beat us right now. That's definite swagger. I almost uh, don't even care what happens in the first period of avalanche games right now. You know, they, they were, they were down. Uh, they did get a late goal. The Brandon Saad goal late in the first, maybe what 30 seconds left when that happened. 
which when that happened, I was like, okay, I mean, you were going to do that anyway in the second period because the second period is when the Avalanche just seem to be turning it on right now. And then in the third, it's been, you know, just don't let the dam break. And um, it, it just seems to be that style of game. In the first, they just get the lay of the land, get their legs, uh, just don't let the game get out of control. And with the defense you have, that's likely not going to happen. And then in the second, we'll make whatever adjustments during intermission and we'll turn on the afterburners and then make you catch up to us. And that's, it's been a, a winning recipe so far. It's been awesome to watch. Um, let's see who else we got. If anybody is in the waiting room, please feel free to join. This is, this is a free for all. So this is not just uh, who's in the, on the line right now. Anybody can join this. Uh, I want to know what you guys think. Cause avalanche clinching a spot. What about don't look now? Uh, Tyson Jose is a madman, at least when it comes to assists. Uh, I did my, I did a show, it was, I think, Tuesday, where I said he could be a guy that's protected for the Seattle Kraken drafts. The way that he's playing, his contract, which is running out, but he is a restricted free agent. Uh, it would not surprise me at all with the way he's been playing lately that they protect him. Nobody was saying that a year ago. Nobody was saying that at the beginning of this season, but he's slowly been a very solid player for the avalanche. Uh, and it would not surprise me if he becomes a guy that is protected. Does anybody have any thoughts on how Tyson Jones has been playing? I, I agree hundred percent. And I know you did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. I on Twitter there, but Bedner, Bedner's also been bragging him up too most of the year. Even though he wasn't scoring, he was saying he's playing really good. He's just not getting it on the score sheet. Right, and, and I think that's what a lot gone. of people will look at is the the stats, and that is you know a barometer in some aspect. But uh, if you're watching the game, like then you can get to see like deeper rooted issues that he is coming up with and he's and he's doing fantastic on the power play or on the penalty kill i should say yeah um they're really leaning on, on him for that and the points will come and, and they have been it's not like you know he's not ever going to be you know uh nathan mckinnon style but i think he's got 13 points on the season now so and the, the majority of them have been over the past handful of weeks so um yeah, I love how Joseph's playing. You know, Joseph has definitely been turning it on, and it was very evident tonight. Um, definitely making me change my tune on everything I thought about Joseph up to this point. Yeah, you've been harsh on Mr. Tyson for a little while. I have, which and is it's it, but it's validated. You know what I mean? It's not like you're just going out of the way to to rip on the guy just because you don't like his face. You know, that's not yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> Um, he hasn't been playing well and he, he has not lived up to expectations and I'm not saying he's doing that right now all of a sudden, but he seems to be, you know, Kyle, you said the whole team has swagger. He's definitely a guy that has it lately. So, yeah. And you can see it, especially when he gets back to the bench, he's smiling. He's on it. I mean, it's yeah. an old A team reference. He's on the jazz. He's definitely on the jazz. Is that an A team reference? Oh yeah, I, dude! I haven't watched the A Team since I don't even remember. 
Yeah, when Hannibal had a great plan, he was on the Jazz, man. <laughs> I, the only reason I watched A Team was obviously for Mr. T, but I don't, I don't remember any of the uh, the lingo coming out of out of that. <laughs> I, I really see Joe's kind of he's find he's finally finding his role on this team and finding out okay, here's what I need to do to help this team be successful, and I think that's just great. You think he stopped like just listening to like outside influences? I mean, who knows what these guys listen to? Who knows what these guys watch? <clears throat> do, you, do you think that had uh, some effect on him? Because he's a young kid. You know what I mean? Like some of these guys are impressionable. And I mean, if, if things are said about them in the media and they're 20 years old, 21 years old, can it have an effect on them? Do you think that had anything to do with it at all? Yeah, he's definitely playing for like he's got the love of the game back. Yeah, like he's definitely like he's enjoying himself, and he's not taking himself too seriously. And I really do, I agree with you. I think he's tuning everything out, and he's just getting out there and having fun and contributing wherever he can because he believes in the team around him and doesn't feel like it's all on him. Right. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. So let's see. Sometimes we have- he tried too hard. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes when you try too hard, you mess yourself up, right? You get in your own head. You guys have talked about that stuff before. And I know from being in sports that I've been a part of, um, you get in your head and you just, you fail. Yeah. You got to set back and start over or whatever. You set. <clears throat> I, th- I think, you know, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, he sees these new new guys coming in to a team that he's been on um for a handful of years now and they're co- they're coming over from a team you know like the trades say like you know or, or uh any free agency signing and these guys are coming in and then all of a sudden like their numbers are going up simply because they're playing on a better yeah. team um and he's a part of that team so i, I agree with you guys i think like he just settled down and says well, let me just play my game these guys will take care of me i i'm, I'm yeah. with excellence right now so i just i can't force the issue um i know how to play the game and i know how to play it well i wouldn't be a a number 10 pick if i didn't know how to play the game well so just don't overthink it and it's the the kiss method the keep it simple stupid method which is um so much better than the actual band kiss which (laughs) which i will never if it wasn't for the makeup, I, I think Kiss would have a one album deal, and they'd be uh, they would have faded into obscurity. Yeah, I'm. I, <laughs> does anybody, Devin, are you like a Kiss fan? Am I offending you or anything like that? No, no, I'm more of a, I'm more of like a skillet and a Nickelback type of person. So you admit you're a Nickelback fan. I love it. Yep, I love it. Standing ovation to Devin. Yes. Stick taps for Devin. I used to love him. Theory of a Dead Man's better. Uh, See, I couldn't get into Theory of a Dead Man. Like, I th- they had like a the, the first album. There were some pretty good songs on there, and then I don't know why. Just uh, couldn't do it. Speaking, yeah. Speaking about players who uh, kind of numbers going up on a uh, when they switch to a team. What about Brandon Sod? I mean, we've seen mm. uh, coming on to this team, his numbers have gone pretty up to where he's getting almost seems like a point every game almost 
Uh, he is at, I don't know if this updated after today's game, but uh, he's got 15 goals now, right? So 15 goals, I think. Yeah. So he's got like 24, 25 points on the season. Um, got off to a little bit of a slow start, but I think that was just getting used to a new team in a new system, a fast system. And once he settled down, he, he was, he's like Tyson, Joe, how we're talking about Tyson Joe's just, I mean, it took Tyson Joe's like three years to settle down, but for Brandon Saad, it was maybe like three games. He's a veteran. Yeah. He knows how to do this stuff. So yeah, man, I agree. Saad has been uh, great. We, Kyle and I talked about it earlier in the week. Um, you know, who could benefit from this pause? We talked about who could benefit from the first one um, and who could benefit from this one. And I think, Kyle, didn't you say Saad and Burakovsky? Didn't you say both those guys? I did. And yeah. they apparently both listened to the show. Clearly. Both were on fire tonight. Clearly. They do nothing but play hockey and listen to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. I don't think they do. And maybe eat. <laughs> they might eat once in a while. But, uh, no, that's all they do. So they clearly listened to you specifically. And two goals and one goal for Burakovsky and Saad, respectively. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, I mean, I feel like we don't talk about him just because I say like, oh, he had three assists today. Oh, yeah, because he's Nathan McKinnon. Let's move on. But no, the guy's on what, a 12-game point streak, I think, right now. Uh, I don't know. Like, he he's just so fun to watch. That one assist that he had, well, he got the second assist on it. Um, it was on the second Burkowski goal. Just what he can do against the, the boards and when like defenders think they're going to line him up and just be able to take him out, it doesn't happen. And he stands his ground. He's got a great base, and he fought off. I don't know who it was. Fought him off. Got the pass right to Landeskog, who made another beautiful pass to Burkowski. That was just a beautiful play and just shows what that man can do it's crazy to watch this guy play anybody have thoughts on how he played tonight yeah it's astounding to watch uh how nathan and berkey work on that line every time miko goes down with an injury or is out for a little while berkey turns into another guy on that top line and nathan it just shows how diverse his game is that he can incorporate whoever fits in on that top line and ascends their play and everybody wants to categorize Nathan McKinnon as this rock star goal scorer, but he could facilitate and move that puck and open and cycle the play um, with the top of the league. I mean, Nathan is absolutely incredible. It's like I know Bulls fans got to the point where they didn't like talking about Jordan, and I think Avalanche fans are at that point with <laughs> Nathan McKinnon. Like, it's just Nathan doing Nathan things. Exactly. And exactly. I don't, go ahead, Devin, sir. Uh, just like just to see his his uh power and his strength is just insane. I wish you know I could I try and model my game after him, and I just wish I could do the things that he he can do. But mm. as hard as I try, sometimes it just doesn't work out. So maybe he's got some tips or something. You, don't hurt yourself, Devin. <laughs> no. you, you might if you try to do you know Nathan McKinnon things. Uh, did do you are you uh, subscribe to the Athletic, Devin? Uh, no, I am not, but right. I am subscribed to the Locked on Avalanche podcast. Oh, so that's, that's how sick. I found that, out about this. Clearly, that's all that matters. Uh, and, and being subscribed to Locked on Avalanche is 
a lot cheaper than uh, the athletic because the athletic charges you, but the athletic is worth it. Uh, they do really good articles. And I was uh, talking about it. They, they um, did that, that article on Nathan McKinnon when he was young. It's fantastic just to see uh, his drive and determination at 13 years old. And he was getting mad at other people because they weren't as good as him. And you don't realize that when you're 13 years old, <laughs> that you are better than uh, you know, most of the other people in the United States. But it's a really good article if you ever are able to find it. Oh, definitely. Time. I'll look into that. It's really good. It's really and good. he was in Trailer Park Boys, so he gets my yeah. <laughs> Um, Sam Gerard, I thought Sammy G played a great game. Nothing, And this is, you know, how we keep talking about Jost and he's doing things that don't still show up in the stat sheet. Gerard, for the most part, is. But tonight didn't show up anything on the stat sheet, but played – I thought a fantastic defensive game, a great, like his positioning was excellent. Uh, he just shoved people off the, off the puck. Uh, his back checking was great. He's, I mean, when, when Cal McCarr came back, I think it stole a little bit of the, the thunder away from Gerard, but um, in, in maybe in the eyes of the media, Clearly, but um, Sammy G has been, like I said, in the beginning, when you can name maybe like four guys that are this year uh, the best player for the Avalanche, he's one of them. I think it's between, yeah. you know, Gerard, Rantanen, McKinnon, and probably Cam McCarr, even though he missed a handful of games, it doesn't take away from his excellence. But I thought, I thought Gerard played a great defensive game and, you know, you're not, he's not always going to do things that show up stat wise, but he is going to do things that show up when you watch game film and when you watch how he played defensively. Um, I thought it was great. I thought he played a great game. Yeah. And if you like, if you look back at that uh, that Avalanche Archives episode six, they just put out talk about the Duchesne trade, and that's where we got Sam Gerard and how absolutely lucky we are that Joe Sackick made that move. Mm. Judging by the two careers at this point where Duchesne is now and where Gerard is like absolutely ascending into borderline stardom right here. Um, I think he does get kind of lost in the shuffle with all the superpower we have on the defensive lines, but Sam Gerard is just incredible. And if you just watch him isolated in the play, the things he does with the puck to set up the play is just astounding. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't get enough mm -hmm. praise. Mm -hmm. I mean, every time he skates and does that spinorama on, on the <laughs> four checker, my jaw just drops. And it's like, how do you do that, man? That's insanely Oh, it's skillful. crazy. And he did a, a solid one tonight, too. He hasn't been doing them. I think people were on to him for a little while for doing that too much. Yeah. Um, and he kind of slowed it down but he had a solid one today uh that was over towards the uh the benches on that side of the ice uh but yeah you hadn't seen like that style of spinorama move in a while and definitely it was like oh there it is he hasn't lost it <laughs> it's great yeah um yeah i mean abs obviously cl uh, clinched the playoff spot so did it like piss anybody else off that <laughs> Vegas is over here just celebrating like they're the first team to get in. And uh, I don't know. It yeah. kind of rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, me too. And it's like, and it's like, I think that's unfair. I think that, I mean, it was just like, come on. I mean, if we have to go on pause and we're like, we're like literally a game away 
from clinching. Yeah. I mean, Vegas should have had to like get an extra few points or something before clinching. If you're going to say something, Kyle. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the, uh, restaurant mentality first in first out so we'll <laughs> oh <see> yeah <laughs> the old fifo um, fifo baby yes yeah. yeah i don't know if, if it was it'd be one thing if they clinched and the comments made were a little bit subdued uh but no they were i mean if you look at some of the comments and if you look at you know some like newspaper articles it is full-fledged puffing our chests out you know we're the first team in and it's like you know it's like no okay you have that title but take everything into account which you are totally not doing and i know it's so trivial and it's petty but it's just like you know when the avalanche should be that team and should get that recognition when you're the small market team it just annoys you just i'm i'm surprised vegas didn't hoist the banner <laughs> uh they're listening to this show too and you just gave them the idea so it doesn't it won't surprise me if they do that i want to see somebody uh i could probably do it if i have the time but uh you know photoshop that you know first team <laughs> uh-huh. in the playoffs yeah i could probably do it <laughs> if you ask me a golden banner if you ask me nicely golden banner by, held by a knight <laughs> so um well, yeah. at least, you know, what I, I think about the upside of it is that, hey, we're back, and that number one uh, spot in the West Division is still up for grabs, and oh, the nice. Avs can, by the end of the year, just pull it out, and that would be, I mean, absolutely we're man. hot already, but going in the hottest team is probably what the Avs' goal is. Yep, they're, they're, tech, they're two points back uh, from Vegas, and... Um, I think you have two games in hand on them. So, yeah, I mean, th- things are looking good for the average, and it's all about points percentage. It's not about the points per se. But, um, you know, you you have now beat St. Louis twice when they, they're playing for a ton. They are playing for, like, they if they miss the playoffs, that is, that is a big embarrassment for them. And I know they've had injuries, but so have the Colorado Avalanche for the last two years. So I don't want to hear that as the end-all be-all excuse as to why if the St. Louis Blues don't make it. But they're they're falling over themselves because the Coyotes, nobody wants this fourth spot. The Coyotes don't feel like winning. St. Louis doesn't want to win. The Sharks have lost seven in a row. Uh, and that's really it. The Kings are technically not out of it, but you know I don't really see them doing much. But um, you knew you were going to get the best of what St. Louis had tonight. I don't know if you got that, but if you did and you still beat them the way you did, um, I don't know what to say. I, I think, you know, this is, this is, I think this is more how good the avalanche are and less about the position the blues are in this. This is not like St. Louis is like struggling to play uh, their game. This is all about Colorado being on top of theirs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and let them fight for that fourth spot because, I mean, the Blues, they honestly, they they lack the heart, and it's evident in tonight's game. Like, they've still been rolling, and we just came off a break, and we had more heart than the St. Louis Blues who were actually fighting for something. Yeah. So, 
I mean, it's yeah. evident just by the eye test. Exactly. Um, so day off on Friday and then early game on Saturday against uh, same St. Louis team, 3 o'clock on the East Coast. So it's 1 o'clock in the mountain yeah. time zone. Um, what do we think? Let's kind of go around how we think this game's going to go. Alan, you got a uh, prediction for how this Saturday game is going to go? Are the Blues going to come out and play even harder? And will it matter? No, it won't matter because the abs are going to be more. The abs are going to be back into it more. In the second game back, they're going to be have the skates on them again. And no, it won't matter. Yeah, I think because like you know, St. Louis has you know a lot to play for clearly. But so do the Avalanche. The Avalanche, for whatever reason they did, you know, with, with the pause, they don't have that number one spot anymore, and they want it. So, yeah, they have something yeah. to play for as much as St. Louis does. So, Devin, what do you think? How's Saturday going to go? I think it's going to be both teams come out roaring, ready to go, and then I think just the Avs' pace is just going to overtake the Blues, and the Blues aren't going to be able to keep up into that second, third period. That's uh, yeah. I mean, that's what the abs do. They wear you down. They have four lines that don't quit. Um, and it's, that's tough to keep up with for 60 minutes. You can do it for 20 and, you know, teams are showing that. And then in that second 20 is where the abs just kind of leave you in the dust. So I agree with that. Exactly. Kyle, Kyle, what do you think? Um, it's going to be five, one Colorado. Ooh. No question. And Jojo is going to get us <laughs> that win. You think he's going to get the start? We got we clinched, so half the leg work is done. Mm-hmm. We gotta get. I mean, we gotta test JoJo before the playoffs. We can't have him absolutely cold if we need him. Yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, because he's uh, been out. I mean, well, everybody, everybody's been not playing for uh, eight days, so he's been out an extra day. Yeah, that that's a good. Probably will get the start because who are they playing after this? I think it's the Kings, right? No, oh, they have Kings. another game against nope. the Blues, right? I think it's a bit. Uh, yeah, I think it's I'm, Vegas. Yeah, it might they have, be Vegas. They have, you're right. You're right. Three games against – so two more against uh, St. Louis and then one game against Vegas. So that'll go to that'll go to Dubnik. So maybe eh. – do you play yeah, Dubnik two, exactly two in a row? I don't know. That's why I don't coach. I don't, I don't want to make these decisions. <laughs> I, I, I would say I wouldn't play Dubnik because we're definitely going to need him in the playoffs. I say go with J.J., this next one and then yeah. play Dubnik and then play JJ again. And well, uh, by then maybe Grubauer will be right. Uh, good to go. So right. I think by game. the Vegas game game, yeah, Grubauer exactly. should be good to go. So that would be a hell of a first game back. Hey, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. We'll have to see. And then we should get Byron back for that game. We should have ranted him. So, wow. I mean, I'm thinking about this out loud that that could be everybody's back. For that Vegas exactly. Game. Oh and man, yeah. I I definitely agree with Devin. They should alternate JoJo and the other goalie all the way up to that Vegas game. Yeah, and uh, keep them going. I mean, it's it's playoff time now. I mean, and we're trying to get that number one spot. So bring Grubauer in, completely healthy team. Take that number one spot in front of Vegas, in front of their face, and then. Um, Go on to business in the playoffs. In the first. Um, My, my, I guess, concern in playoffs, because I've seen, you know, it happened the past two years, 
Uh, the Avs in that second round, they get banged around a lot, and they can't handle getting banged around. So hopefully, you know, we can change the tide. But is that anyone's – I want to make a question out there. Is that yeah. anyone's concern going into the, these playoffs this year? The second round specifically or just uh... – Yeah, yeah, just – well, because, I mean, most teams play more physical in the second round of the playoffs. and Yeah. I mean um... – for me, the abs need, yeah, they do. They need to prove that they can get beyond that. They need to prove if any series goes to game seven, they can win that. Uh, because if you don't do that this year, if you don't do either one of those things, if you don't at least make the Stanley Cup final, um, there's going to be questions. And if you don't win a game seven, um, there's going to be even more questions. And I can Nathan McKinnon does not want to be known as that guy that can't win a game seven because that exactly. follows you around for a while. How we were talking about Tyson Jost. Does he listen to the media? Does that have any effect on him early in his career? We don't know. Uh, you know, for the superstars, like, you know, the Nathan McKinnons of the world, if that follows you around, uh, it follows you around all the time and everybody's going to be talking to you about it. So you don't want, he's, he's on the verge of if he does, if he loses another one, another game seven, uh, he now has that title until he wins one. And then even if he wins one, it's not going to be enough. If he wins one in a playoff series, say he loses a game seven this year, you got the title. And then from here on out, uh, if you win one, if you win one, during a postseason when you also win the cup then it goes away but if you just win one after losing another one it, it's it's not good enough people are going to be people want more from you so it's a big playoff this year for the avalanche man it really is they, they need to they need to make a deep run for people to say this this franchise is legit yeah it's do, one of those do you, do you guys think they can be physical enough though to make it yeah like it's one of those I really feel like the depth of this team, we have the taxi squad that's deep enough to get the fifth spot in the Honda West this year. Um, like, we're a deep team. And, Chris, to your seven-game point, uh, I'm pretty sure Nate had a Ray Bork conversation at the end of last year. I don't want another game seven. And this is going to be Mission 16W Part 2. Yeah. Um, yeah. With this depth, I mean, we had Cout in there tonight. And we were still rolling. We had Liam O'Brien. Like, it's plug and play. Whoever, uh, whatever injuries we take, we are plug and play at this point. There's no liabilities in our depth. We can plug and play and continue on. So yeah. I think we are meant and built this year for a depth run. And to, you know, specifically what you're asking, Devin, about the physicality, uh, they're not built that way. They're, they're, they're just not like they'll stand up for themselves. You know what I mean? But they're, they're not going to be the aggressors in a game. Um, if they're, uh, you know, like that Dallas series was last year in the playoffs was brutal. Um, but they had the guy, you know, you had Zadorov in there and that's really all you need to kind of, you know, be able to fight back, but they don't have that. I mean, are you really going to rely on, on Liam, Liam O'Brien to, lift you through the playoffs when it comes to the physicality no um i don't know so is it a concern yeah i think it is i think it is a concern because they they don't have those guys that uh when the game is going in that direction can can really 
you know, make a hit to say like, all right, you're not going to mess with our guys. They'll stand up for themselves like any other team does, but um, they don't have the enforcer. They just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What do you think? Do you think it's a, a, I, a, I, a lingering issue? I think line? it's a little, con- I think it's a little concerned, but you know, if they can uh, just find a way to stay hot and keep winning, then we'll see that concern yeah. go away. I think. Well, I mean, what we'll do if teams want to start messing with us is just throw helmets around. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Uh, I I liked uh, Nate's quote on that. I I don't know if you all saw the interviews. He said, like, hey, next time it'll be a skate. So maybe we'll be throwing skates instead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No. (laughs) Might have a felony on your hands if you do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Justin in the comments says can we get through vegas uh they can play any style oh yeah um they had a graphic up during the game of the avalanche record against the other teams in the division and it was like a reverse order of how the division is now which makes sense you know the teams at the bottom the avalanche (laughs) are doing the best at the the avalanche have a winning record against all of them uh they're they're i think what are they three and two or something against vegas and that is uh, their worst record against a team in the division. And then the one above that is Minnesota, who's in third. So it makes sense on how, when you look at it, like I said, it's like the division is flipped when it comes to how the Avalanche are doing against those teams. Uh, it'll be a very, very good series if it gets to that, Justin. I I, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to, not in the prediction making business before uh, a series starts, but uh, that will be. Could it be the the seven game series that we're talking about that if you know Nathan McKinnon needs to prove that he can win, that might be a back and forth. But the Avalanche of when you watch those games, they're they're in charge a lot of those games against Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two games that they lost, one was one to nothing, and it was the first game back from their COVID break, and they lost one to nothing. Um, and then the other one was uh the game four of the four games was the game after the Lake Tahoe game where they really played very well in that game um, over the course of the 10 hours that that game was in uh, on the ice. They, the next game they played, you know, vague, but that's the sign of a good team. Vegas was outplayed for really three of those games. They won the first one, one to nothing. The avalanche won the next two and then Vegas turned it around. So, that's going to be the back and forth between these two teams. So it's all up in the air with the, and, and then you, you have to feel good about whoever wins. If those two teams are to play each other, um, they might have a, a beeline to the, the Stanley Cup final. I don't know. What do you guys think? How, if that is to, to be a, a, a playoff matchup, does it favor the avalanche or like he's saying, he's right that, you know, the physicality of, of Vegas, is this what you're talking about, Devin, the, the physicality of um Vegas and them being able to play different styles will that cause issues for the Avalanche in the playoff series I, I don't see it against Vegas mm-hmm. um but you know you never know cuz everything is more amplified and teams step up their game in the playoffs so you know it's just kind of like a uh a wait and see but I think the Avs are going to have Vegas's number in the playoffs I mean, I see that series maximum going six games. I don't see it going seven, honestly. 
And yeah. I don't think we've played the Vegas Golden Knights all year with a completely healthy team either. Exactly. So yeah. I don't think so. Always, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've always been a man or two down when we play Vegas. And this time around, it looks like we're getting everybody back for our matchup at, um, in our next matchup. So this will be a good um, test going into the playoffs, how we'll look against Vegas. Justin's in the chat. Uh, he's a wild fan and said he would rather face Vegas than the abs. Justin is rooting for the avalanche and he's a wild fan. What has this COVID world come to if we have wild fans rooting for the avalanche right now? Hey, Justin, uh, you want your goalie back? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Justin, if you don't know, Kyle is, uh, is not a, a, well, I don't even, I, now you don't even, I don't even want to say his name in fr- in your presence because I feel like you might reach through the speakers and punch me. Um, yeah, Kyle's Kyle's not a fan. I I'm with Devin though, man. I mean, if he's winning games for us, I don't care who it is. Yeah, don't care who it is. So, um, what else? Have you got anything else for uh, for tonight? No, I think pretty much covers it. That's um, good win. It's a good win. I I, I thought it was going to be uh, you know, a dogfight, and I thought it was going to be because the Avalanche just didn't have their legs yet. And uh, it was impressive. Still impressive. What was the what was the shots on goal? They must have um, twenty nine to twenty seven. Avs uh, favored there. Faceoffs uh, only lost by five. Power plays. Both teams one for five. It there was a there was a little bit sloppiness going on, um, especially on the Av side. Some silly penalties. So they got to cut down on that. But I think that's some just laziness and uh, not getting into the game flow pretty much. So other than that, I'm happy. Nemeth played good. Who did? Nemeth. Wow. He brought all the shots. We'll say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's his game. Um, I, yeah, I think he played. Yeah, yeah. I think he played pretty well. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's good to see him back. Yeah. 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 Um. Just going through the thing here. I don't. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Martin Cow. I don't. He didn't get a lot of time. I don't think. I didn't really notice him doing anything spectacular. But I mean, he needs time. He needs time to get back into the flow of the NHL game. It'd be interesting to see how long he's up there for. And I don't know why they brought him up. Him brought him up. Him brought him up. There we go. Words. Um. Now, like he, they were leaving him down there in the AHL, but why bring him up for this game specifically? I don't know. They, they were, and he was Martin count was like, I think on a seven or eight game point streak in Loveland. Yeah. So, he plays great. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know why they would yeah. want to break that up, but um, it, head scratcher for sure. Do you guys think that we're going to see uh, Alex Newhook in the playoffs this year? Uh, I I would lean towards no. Um, and anything is possible, but I think they just have um, a lot of guys who have they've brought up as far as forwards that are probably ahead of him just because of that. I think they want him to yeah. really marinate down Develop. there. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't the year to experiment. Yeah. Right. 
Exactly. No. no. Um, and Justin asks, what's the Avs weakness? Uh, I'm racking my brain, Justin. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like an Avs fan, but what is it? I, I think it's physicality. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's it's physicality, but it don't. It's you know. Do they do they need it? Do, I mean, yeah, you need it in some capacity. Do they have enough of it? I guess is the way to ask. Like they, they yeah. have some physicality, and do they have enough of it? And we were talking, kind of talking about it. That remains to be seen in a playoff scenario because it's a different animal when it comes to the playoffs. Exactly. The Avs are built to take the physicality out of the game by going up four goals in the first period. That's how they're built. That's why they. That's how yeah. they compensate for their physicality. All right. Exactly. Do you with see their just, speed and with their goal scoring ability. Yes. Do you see Justin's comment, uh, Kyle? Oh yeah, you can have him. <laughs> you can have him back. The door's open. Oh man, that's hilarious. So, um, all right, guys, we're gonna wrap this up. Anybody that came in, uh, you know, we we've been on for almost an hour now. So jump in earlier. I I know. If you if you, well you follow me now if you follow the Locked On Avalanche podcast here, you'll obviously get the notification. But you can follow me on Twitter as well, LOP and underscore Avalanche. Um, anybody else? So Kyle, throw out your Twitter. Devin, if you got one. Alan, I know you got one. So anybody yeah. else in here can follow these guys. Kyle, yours is at Shaggy Von Doom. Love it, Devin. You got a Twitter? Are you? Yes, I do. What's your Twitter? It is at Devin McKinnon. Ooh. Is your last name McKinnon? No, it is not. <laughs> okay. I wish. I just I just have it because I model my game and I, I met Nate uh after a hockey fights cancer game uh two years ago and I was like, Hey, would it be cool if I use your last name as my last name on on socials? And he's like, Yeah, if it, but if anyone asks that we're related, we're not. You gotta be honest about it. So so basically me and Nate are just like best friends. So when he ever sees that one, he can we follow each other on Twitter, so. Oh, that's hysterical! When did yeah. you meet him? How long ago was it? I uh, met him uh, two years ago. Uh, it was a game against, I believe, Vancouver. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to find. Oh wait, no. Is it, did you spell it like McKinnon, like M A C? Yep, M A C K I N N O N. I don't see you on here. I got it. It's just a picture at- of. Should be a picture. Search for Devin. I'm trying to find. Yeah, I don't have you. I'll find it. Huh. Or, are yeah. you following me? Uh, I'm not, but I can. All right. Yeah, just do that, and that's the easiest way to do it. L-O-C um, underscore avalanche. L O P N underscore avalanche. Yeah. Um, and Alan, you you have your own Twitter, and you are the founder of the Ryan Graves fan club. So, what mm-hmm. are those Twitter handles people can follow you at? Uh, my personal one is LilFireboy87, and uh, my the fan page Graves is on Twitter. We also have it on Facebook. <clears throat> yeah, we don't do Facebook. Facebook's... <laughs> no, no, I don't. Yeah. Facebook's Twitter's too strict. Like <laughs> What'd you say? Facebook's yeah. too strict? Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. There you are. Yeah. At Rough Devin. Oh, at Rough yeah. Devin. Yep. There you uh, are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's hysterical. Did he did he sign anything for you or anything or no? Yeah, I have a game worn signed jersey from that night, oh, signed man. by him and the whole team. And wow. I got a game signed stick that he used too. What? And so, how did you how did you make this happen? You just 
Uh, my my friends, and then uh, I had a sign because uh, it was my first came back from after my treatment and stuff. Oh, okay. And apparently, like the people at the memories program at uh, Ball Arena found out and uh, got me basically like rinks rink on the glass seats and got me got me to meet the team after the game. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that is amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, good for you, man. Yeah, yeah. I just got to get it signed now by uh, Macar and Byram, and then uh, I'll be set. <laughs> and then you can sell it on eBay. Yeah. No, <laughs> no it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> hang up in my closet for oh, years yeah. to come. That is getting handed down, I'm sure, through the generations. That's awesome. Yep. So, um, but yeah, anybody that's uh, in the waiting room, you're for next week. We're gonna end this one now, but. Uh, follow the show so when it goes live you can be notified and jump in on the conversation it's uh it's a ton of fun so um this will probably go up for tomorrow's show uh he was putting these up on uh saturday but i don't really i don't think i have the time to do another and i have to do (laughs) something else for locked on right now too so uh i'm gonna go do that (laughs) so my night is young basically um but yeah, thank you guys for uh, for jumping on. It's a, I love doing these. It's a it's a ton of fun since we started doing it. I don't know, a little over a month ago. So every Thursday, if it's if there's a game, we do it after the game. If there's no game, uh, 9:30 Eastern, 7:30 Mountain is when we'll do these on Thursdays. So uh, appreciate it, guys. I love doing these. So uh, you keep coming on. We'll keep doing them. No problem. All right, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. See you guys uh, on the Twitter machine and uh, Saturday. Go Abs, go. Go Abs, go. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Go Abs, go.